0: Welcome to the Leaders' Toolkit Podcast, Episode 6.
1: Hi, I'm Tracy, the Director of Catalyst Support here at Giant. This podcast is for all types of team leaders in any industry or organization size. Whether you're the owner of a small company, a middle manager, a director, an employee leading a small team of three, four, five people, or you lead a worldwide company, this podcast is for you. Here's the deal. Being good at your job often leads to leadership roles, but just because you're good at your job doesn't necessarily mean you're good at leading people. That's a separate skill set. In other words, the skills that made you successful in your field may not have included team leadership. That's where this podcast comes in. If you struggle with managing tasks, time, conflict, or motivating your people, we're here to help. Our goal is to equip team leaders with the skills to master the art of leading a team. Each episode will be concise, providing you with hacks, tips, tricks, tools, wisdom, and encouragement. Tune in and share with other team leaders you know. Together, let's build healthy, high-performing teams that change the world. Let's empower you to be a team leader worth following. Well, welcome back, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed the last episode. I sure did. I always love to spend time with my friend and my colleague, Amy Mast, and I asked if she could come back because we barely just scraped the surface of this really incredible tool that looks really simple, and it really is, but it's complex in many ways in that it can get it can get deep for leaders because it's hard to get introspective. You know, it's hard to dig into ourselves and see kind of the down and dirty of who we are on the other side of us. So Amy, thank you so much for joining me again.
2: Yes. Thanks Tracy for having me. It's a pleasure to be on and talk about one of our favorite tools in the toolkit.
1: Yeah. So I mentioned it every single time, but if you're just listening and this is kind of your first introduction to our podcast, go back, go back to episode one uh, because these really do build on one another. And so you're going to be kind of in the middle if you just try and pick up from where we are. Uh, our last episode, Amy did a, a wonderful job of really outlining and describing this tool. I think she even, didn't you kind of say, let's draw this on a napkin or something like that, or on a piece of paper so we yeah. can get the visual impact of it. So when I left off with you, I believe I had said, man, the whole time you've been talking, I'm thinking of a tendency that is like at it's at the top of my list every time. So I'm gonna be kind of vulnerable with you and, and let you kind of analyze this, I guess. So my tendency just from my natural state, who I am, is that I love tasks. I love to get up with a, and have a to-do list. I love to mark things off my task. I love being productive. I'll even add things on my list just to feel even more productive, which is ridiculous, I know. But what happens with me is even though I love people and I, cert- I really do love people, I love relationships, but... There's something inside of me where if I have a full plate of tasks and I can't get them finished, then it's really hard for me to engage fully with people um and be uh present because these tasks seem to take over the the front part of my brain or something. Like I it's kind of like if I were categorizing things, these tasks will come first. And I I struggle with that all of the time. I mean, I can get a lot done, but those tasks seem to take precedence over people. And I don't want that. I have to literally calendar people time in just so I make sure to, you know, keep them front and center. So I know we're very, very opposite, Amy. So tell me your thoughts on this area that I'm talking to you about this tendency. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, that's, that's so good. And when you're talking it's not that people with my personality don't like to make lists it still feels good you still get that satisfaction for checking a box checking off something off of your to-do list but um it is always fascinating to hear someone that's wired like you really reflect and realize, yes, I have this task list every day, and it is something that, that is, is kind of a part of me. I can't really shut it off. It, it is a tendency in me that I get up every day excited about checking things off my to-do list, and I'll even add things on there that I can then check off. And the thing, though, is that you acknowledging that sometimes that can take priority over people, and it's, it's not your intention whatsoever, it really is just uh, the fact that you really enjoy getting in the weeds, solving problems, what needs taken care of today, and what the way that can make someone feel, though, if you're you know busy, 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 and not acknowledging them in the room or you know, that they maybe are kind of needing something from you that can, that can affect relationship that can affect influence. And so, you know, I have people like this in my world and it's super helpful for me to hear when you talk about it, it helps me understand you better. It helps me understand other people better that are wired that way. And even though I'm not wired that way, it helps me value it. It helps me be able to see, Oh my goodness, that is amazing. When I need things to get done in a timely manner, I'm going to pull somebody like Tracy into my world and really partner and collaborate such that we can get more done together. Um, so that's what I hear on the other side of you identifying that tendency. Um, and, and I do feel like you do a really good job though, uh, because you've been intentional of flipping that switch and being uh, acknowledging the people in your world. You, you do uh, easily make people feel valued around you, but it just takes identifying what it makes other people feel on the other side of that tendency.
1: Yeah. And that's taken years for me to even acknowledge and then to work on a bit. And so I think we mentioned it on the last episode that our tendencies don't really change. They're kind of just hardwired into us. And so knowing that now about myself, I can go, oh, let's see, what am I going to do to make sure that I prioritize people? And it's kind of at the front of my mind every day to make sure that I don't get too stuck in the weeds. So if we're talking to leaders out there, if you're a leader of a group of people, any team, maybe a whole organization, you're thinking, well, what does this have to do with me? Well, You have tendencies too. Yours might not be exactly like mine. It could be that you're on the opposite end of the the spectrum where you are so into people that you love relationships so much that you're kind of flittering around the office all day, spending three or four hours of your eight or nine hour day chatting with people and you've got projects due and you're not focusing on them. And so oh, Amy right now, you can't see her, but she's pointing to herself. This is more, she would be on that end of it. Right. And so she, if she knows herself to lead herself, she's going to go, Oh, I have a tendency to be a little too social. Sometimes people will kind of see me walk by and close their door. Cause they know if, if she stops in, she might chat too long and I've got things to do. So we all land somewhere in, in that spectrum. And so when we say, let's know ourselves to lead ourselves, you figure out what yourself is doing and you go, okay, how is this affecting me as a leader? How's this affecting my team? How does this affect my influence with my team? Are they feeling disrespected by me? Are they feeling like she's not really equipped to be, you know, our leader here? There's all kinds of things that come from this. Any thoughts on that, Amy?
2: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the word influence. This is, this is really what it's all about. We see leaders every day undermining their influence without even knowing it. And it really stems back to the very beginning of that know yourself to lead yourself tool. And because our tendencies, oftentimes if we're unaware of them and we don't acknowledge them and take the time to really examine them, journal about them, use that tendency log to be tracking them. The thing that even though we can't change those tendencies, like you said earlier, what we can change is that pattern of action, that very next step of like what we've learned to do over time, just simply because like, well, this is what I do. I assume naturally that everyone else does it the same way when it's really not true, if, if we're honest. And so changing that pattern of action goes a long way with increasing your influence with the people around you, whether it is in the workplace or whether it's at home, it really doesn't matter. It's the same thing. If you feel like you're, you're not having the level of influence that you want to have, taking a hard look, using this tool, examining, you can either start with tendency and work your way around, or you can take a look at reality and say, okay, what reality am I? sitting in right now and what area of dissatisfaction is it? and naming it and then working your way backwards to the tendency that is causing it. And I'll be honest, it takes practice. I was not good at journaling and identifying tendencies and working my way around the infinity loop all the way to reality for a very long time. It took me practicing it with one tendency at a time and really kind of mapping it out. Okay. Now, because of this tendency, I do this action. And this action results in this consequence. And that consequence is producing this reality. It really took practice. And, and now I'm fairly good at it. I'm still not awesome at it. I still want to become better at that. But it is a skill. It's not something that you're going to find super easy right off the bat. Emma, would you agree, Tracy?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a li- it's a lifelong learning, really. I mean, not that's not an excuse. I'm just saying that you'll... You'll kind of feel like you've mastered one and then you realize, oh, there's this one and then you have to w- work on that one. And then the old one will, will uh, rear its ugly head again and you'll have to work on that again, uh, which w- while you were talking, I was thinking how many of us are, I guess, speaking for myself, I have tendencies that I don't. I know them, but maybe I like them. Maybe I don't want to let them go. I or, or I don't want to do the hard work to change them. It's like a favorite old pair of underwear I've got sitting around like, I don't want to throw those out. I like them. They're comfortable. That's the way I function. And you'll hear leaders say, well, that's just how I am. Well, you're going to have to get used to me. That's how I am. What, what do you say about that?
2: Yeah. yeah. I would say we see that all the time and that really comes from a mindset of expecting other people to change because you're unwilling or you're scared to, or, you know, you just don't know how looking in the mirror and not looking away. We have leaders all the time that will take a look in the mirror, but not look long enough to see the broccoli in their teeth. They'll quickly look away because it's, it's difficult. It's not easy to really be honest with ourselves and say, yeah, wow, I am largely responsible for the current reality that exists. And it, it's hard work and it's uncomfortable. And some people are not ready or not at a an emotional healthy state enough to, to be the ones to do that. And the, the thing that gets left on the table is influence every single time and impact. So if you're someone who really, has the heart and desire to have influence and impact with the people that you lead, do the hard yards, take a look in the mirror. Don't quickly look away because it's uncomfortable. Really take a look. And and if you need help um, with somebody who's done it before, then you, we have a ton of resources for that. Don't we, Tracy?
1: We do. I was just going to mention, we have one specifically, I think we mentioned last Episode, But I'm going to take a quick break. You hold on, hear these few words, and then we're going to come back and give you a very practical tool that you can use.
0: Hey there, organizational and team leaders. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? At Giant, we believe in elevating team leaders and calling them catalysts. As a catalyst, you hold the power to instigate positive change within your organization. Remember, leaders define culture, and sub-leaders define subcultures. To ensure the success of your entire organization, it's vital for leaders to prioritize their own well-being. Here's an exciting opportunity. You can become certified in Giant Content. With this certification, you can spread the tools and concepts you're learning on this podcast throughout your entire team and organization at large. By joining our certification program, you'll become part of a vibrant worldwide community of Catalysts and gain access to unwavering support from our HQ team. You can enjoy support calls, one-to-one assistance from our experts, abundant resources, and collaborative opportunities with fellow team leaders across various industries globally. Don't miss out on the chance to ignite the change you desire. Learn more about this certification at theleaderstoolkitpodcast.com slash catalyst and equip yourself to become a true catalyst for transformation.
1: All right, welcome back. We are talking about our tendencies, and we wanted to share with you in these last few minutes a very practical tool that you can use. Amy mentioned it before, but it's called the Tendency Log. So if you're really serious about kind of taking that look at yourself and ready for some change so that you can maximize your influence with your team, then look in the show notes. There's just a very simple PDF. It has the Know Yourself to Lead Yourself tool on the top of it. And then at the bottom, it has these five boxes. And I'm going to walk through these boxes. The first one is, what do I tend to do? So pick pick a tendency, start anywhere that you want. And this is just kind of an exercise that you can go through. Let's go through this, Amy, together for just one tendency. And then... I'd encourage all of you listening to just start making a log, like keep this, maybe keep this sheet right under your laptop or something and pull it out when you go, oh, that's a tendency. I didn't even think about that. So uh, Amy, on that first section, it says, what, what do I tend to do? So do you mind just throwing out one of your tendencies and let's walk through this with you?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I am happy to do that. And actually, I would I would love to use a reference or a tendency that I coached someone else through the other day. And I find that a lot of other people identify with this is their tendency is to not speak up in a meeting.
1: Mm, Okay, interesting. Okay, so that's that's the tendency. So there on the log when you watch when you look at it in the show notes, you'll see there's a place for you to put that. Okay, so you'd put that, and then the second box says. What's my pattern? So, when do I tend to do this?
2: Often, what I hear people say when they're working through this is they tend to do this when they think they're going to be met with critique in the room.
1: Mm. Yes, for sure. I can identify. Okay. Next, the third box there would be what's my action? So, what does this tend to look
2: like? Mm. You have this burning inside your belly that you have something to say. But instead you keep it to yourself out of fear or out of hesitance of being met with that, that your idea is going to get shot down. And so you just sit there, keep everything, even though your, your thoughts are completely valid, they probably have a ton of value and merit to them, but you keep them all to yourself mm-hmm. out of that hesitancy or fear of being met with someone disagreeing or asking some hard, hard questions or something about, about what you have to say.
1: That's right. And then the next box is what, what's the consequence? So what is this cause? Mm.
2: Well, the consequence is good chance. No one shares the contribution that you have inside of you. No one's bringing that to the table. And so in a team, especially if you're trying to function in a team, then there are other people that are thinking that way and feeling the way you do are being misrepresented. and you're going down a path and there are voices that aren't being heard. There are value systems that are being ignored. And you know, those thoughts aren't being brought to the table.
1: Okay. And then finally, we get around to, then what what's our reality because of that? what What's it like to be on the other side of me?
2: Mm-hmm. The reality oftentimes is that your team, views you as that you're disengaged. You don't care. You're not invested. You don't have anything to contribute. And you know, that, that really you're just, you kind of don't care Mm -hmm. when that's not the truth. Often for these types of people, of course they care. Of course they have value to bring. Of course they have incredible validity, but what the perception of them if they keep all of that locked inside and hesitant to share the view of the rest of their team a lot of times is mis- misrepresented mm,
1: that's right yeah perfect perfect example thank you for sharing that one I think you're right a lot of people identify with that very exact same thing and you know another thing is that you may have had a great idea that now your team is missing out on and so that that that's part of the reality so that's the way it works you all, those of you who are listening, that's the way the tendency logs works. It's very simple. Go through those steps. Start creating a log book of yourself. You don't have to show it to anybody right now. Just make a log so that you can go, oh, I do that. Oh, yep, I do that. And there it goes again. It's like they sneak up on us, right? So start to do that. And down the road for some episodes later, we'll tell you what, what exactly you need to do with it. But basically just start becoming aware of that. That's why this tool is what we call a mirror tool. It's a taking a look, taking a hard look at yourself as a leader. Well, Amy, it's been a pleasure. It is always fun to talk to you. I love that you're having such impact with your clients and, and the people around you. And it's just a joy to work with you. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you, Tracy. It's
1: a pleasure. All right, listeners, we'll see you next episode.
0: Leaders in the fast-paced world of business, sometimes you need an outside perspective to propel your team forward. Discover Giant, your leadership development partner. Our network of over a 1,000 certified coaches known as guides are here to empower you through workshops, one-on-one coaching, and team sessions, they'll take your teams to new heights. Partner with our experts today to unlock maximum performance and create thriving teams. Contact us at theleaderstoolkitpodcast.com slash guide and find the perfect giant guide for your geographical or industry area.